What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 22 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And man, oh man, we got an exciting couple weeks coming up. Dan, it's going to be awesome, man. It's so, going to be so legit. So we are uh, taking the podcast on the road this coming weekend. Matt and I are both going to the MAC tournament for the men's and women's basketball teams. So on the road again (laughs) we're kind of beginning we're going to kind of be doing like a a running podcast like if if we have the microphones with us and we get a chance to sit down with somebody we will uh i think we're we're working on setting up uh like a set interview on sunday so we're definitely going to have one of those but um you know we're kind of going to be doing a, a rolling one as well so we'll get as many I guess not sights and sounds, just sounds as we can. As many sound bites and as many people and athletes and coaches and trainers and parents right. as we can. Because you know we're we're both doing video, <laughs> we're both doing video content, but you know obviously the podcast never sleeps, never has, never will. Right. And you know we want to get everybody as close to the action as we can because both basketball teams have a legitimate chance to win a championship this coming weekend. I mean, knock on wood, yeah. But these teams are looking strong. They're looking like they're playing their best basketball. So. We are ready to rock. That's right. We got uh, both basketball teams, both hockey teams, and 13 total sports on today's rundown in the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. We start with women's hoops. They started their weekend with a 59-42 win over Manhattan in their final home game of the regular season. Senior Brittany Martin set a career high in points, putting up 20 on the night, while redshirt senior Jen Faye picked up her third double-double of the season, dropping 10 to go along with 12 rebounds. The Bobcats then finished up the regular season with a 67-38 win over Siena on the road. Jen Faye matched a season high with 24 points, and Brittany Martin added 18 points as the two seniors collectively outscored Siena. The win completes the second straight unbeaten regular season conference play for the Bobcats, who now have won 49 MAC contests in a row. The Bobcats held the Saints to just one field goal in the entire first half and forced 17 Siena turnovers in the wire-to-wire win. Is that good, Dan? That's uh, pretty decent, so I've heard. Not a big basketball guy. That's kind of more your territory, but I've heard (laughs) that's pretty good. Uh, Quinnipiac's 18-game win streak is the second-longest active streak in the nation only one game behind number one Baylor for her efforts senior Brittany Martin has been named the Mac player of the week for the first time in her career Martin enjoyed the best two game stretch of her career over the weekend including a career high 20 points in Thursday's win over Manhattan the senior nearly matched that effort two days later when she tallied 18 points in a dominant win over Siena Aaron McClure Jen Faye and Paula Stratmanet have all earned 2018-19 all Mac honors for their efforts this season senior Aaron McClure the two-time defending MAC preseason player of the year has been selected to the All-MAC first team, while redshirt senior Jen Fay and senior Paula Stratmany were both named to the All-MAC second team. So congratulations to everybody there. That is a long rap sheet of awards, but all very well-deserved by these Bobcats players. The Bobcats begin play in the MAC championship tournament at 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon as they await the winner of the number 8 and number 9 seed game in the opening round of the tournament. Men's ball started their weekend with a 77-60 win on the road at St. Peter's on Friday night. Cam Young led the Bobcats with 26 points. Dan is, uh, is he, he's good at 
Interesting. Yeah. Not the guy I would have expected, you know? I know. But yeah. Good for him. He's good, good at good basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While Jacob Bregoni added 17 points as well. Quinnipiac made 16 more three-point field goals, setting a new single-season Division One program record with 310 triples. Then on senior day at home, the Bobcats dropped a 62-58 to heartbreaker to Manhattan. Rich Kelly led all scores with 17 points, while Cam Young had 16. Guards Cameron Young, Rich Kelly, and Tyrese Williams all earned 2018-19 All-Mac honors for their efforts this season. Young, the conference leader in scoring, has been selected to the All-Mac first team. Sophomore Rich Kelly has been named to the All-Mac second team. And freshman Tyrese Williams has been named to the All-Mac rookie team. Young was the only unanimous selection to the All-First team. So he is good. We've, we Shoot. figured it out. You okay. know what? Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Cool. We got it now. You're and, welcome, guys. Yes. Yes. Investigative. <laughs> the Bobcats finish with a 16 and 13 overall record and an 11 and 7 conference record, earning a three seed in the 2019 MAC tournament next week at the Times Union Center in Albany, New York, where we will be. That's correct. Quinnipiac will play the winner of Monmouth and Niagara on Saturday, March 9th at 7 p.m. Switching from the court to the ice, the women's hockey team traveled back up to North Country for the first round of the ECAC hockey playoffs as they battled the number three seeded Clarkson Golden Knights. The Bobcats dropped two closely fought games to Clarkson on Friday and Saturday afternoons, falling 3 nothing and 4-3 in overtime. Kenzie Lancaster, Randy Marcon, and Melissa Samuskevich all scored for the Bobcats on Saturday in what would turn out to be the final games of their Bobcat career. Samuskevich and Marcon added assists on Saturday as well, while Taylor House also had to help her so that ends the season for the women's hockey team a huge congratulations from both of us uh for all five of those seniors on fantastic careers they, they were a, you know, a they, great they, class they came great in class. freshman year won 30 games won the ecac championship got to the national tournament just a crazy record for for all five of those seniors Anna kilpinen comes in from north dakota midway through her career makes an immediate impact and just a, a great class overall and i know you know you've been connected with this team since 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 your freshman year, so you've got to see these girls grow just as much. Yeah, and I was a young beat reporter freshman year. Yeah. I, I followed this team, and, and they are. They're, they're a culture of success, and this senior class definitely was a lead by example and definitely carried that culture of success with them each and every game. Absolutely, and the, they set a great, a great example, so it's going to be interesting to see who the next class of leaders is to come out of that program. Absolutely. Now over to the men's side of the ice hockey teams. Men's hockey hit the road for the final weekend of the regular season. They kicked off the weekend with a 4-1 win at Brown on Friday night. Alex Whalen, TJ Friedman, O.D. and Tufto, and Nick Germain all scored for the Bobcats in the win. Andrew Shortridge, who's still good at goalie, lowered his national best GAA to 1.41, while his save percentage continues to lead the nation at .944. The Bobcats followed that up with another 4-1 win, this time against the Yale Bulldogs at the Ingalls Rink on Saturday. The Bobcats clinched a share of its fourth Clary Cup as the ECAC Hockey Co-Regular Season Champions. The Bobcats own the tiebreaker with Cornell and are the number one overall seed in the 2019 ECAC Hockey Tournament. With the win, Quinnipiac won 25 games in the regular season, tied for its second most in regular season program history. Nick Germain scored twice for the Bobcats on Saturday, while TJ Friedman and Ethan DeJong also scored. Andrew Shortridge stopped 24 shots, still good at goalie, and picked up his 17th win of the season. Bobcats freshman Wyatt Bongiovanni was tabbed as the ECAC Rookie of the Month for February. The Bobcats rookie winger led all ECAC hockey freshmen in February with six goals and nine points, along with three power play goals, three power play assists on 41 total shots. And once again, Dan, 
Wee whoop, wee whoop, wee whoop. Rankings update. New the, new siren today too. Like I, that. I know. I, yeah. I switched it up. It was yeah. a remix. The Bobcats sit at number five in the USCHO poll and the USA Today poll and the pairwise rankings for this week. A steady five. Love that. The Bobcats are off until the ECAC hockey quarterfinals after clinching the first round by Friday night. And the number one seed Bobcats will find out their opponent following the ECAC hockey first round next weekend. So we have some uh, women's indoor and outdoor track updates for you. The women's indoor track and field season wrapped up with competition at the ECAC championships on March 2nd and 3rd. The 2019 outdoor season is now on the horizon as the Bobcats begin to prepare for the transition. Quinnipiac was voted to finish fourth overall in the MAC outdoor preseason poll in the ECAC championships. The four by 800 meter relay team broke their own school record twice in one weekend to lead the Bobcats at the ECAC indoor championships. The Bobcats raced to a second place finish behind Delaware with a time of eight minutes, 56 seconds, breaking their own school record for the second time in two days. Quinnipiac finished 18th in the tournament overall with 16 points over the weekend. So congratulations to the indoor track team and to the relay team for breaking that record and keep an eye out for some outdoor track updates coming up in the next few weeks. Now to softball. The softball team played five games over the weekend at the Liberty Softball Classic in Lynchburg, Virginia. They dropped their lone game on Thursday by a score of 4 to nothing to Liberty University. They split their two games on Friday, beating Sacred Heart 8-2 to before losing to Cleveland State 6-1. to They dropped a pair of games on the final day of the tournament, losing to Rutgers 9-1 to and Sacred Heart 8 to nothing. Softball is back in action early next week. They play a doubleheader against Eastern Illinois University on Tuesday, March 12th, before finishing their trip against Colgate University on Wednesday, the 13th. Staying on the diamond, the baseball team picked up two wins on the road this weekend at Norfolk State down in Virginia. They routed the Spartans on Friday by a final of 14-4. Evan Volgamore went off as he went 4-for-5 with two home runs, a double, and four RBIs. My man's bat was hot. Nine of the ten Quinnipiac players that had an at-bat in the game recorded a hit. While senior Tyler Poulin was fantastic again on the mound, giving up two earned runs over five and two-thirds innings to pick up his second win of the season. The Bobcats followed that game up with a 7-to-1 win on Saturday afternoon. Chris ends through seven innings of two-hit, one-run ball, striking out 10 while walking just one. Second baseman Dylan Lutz had two RBIs on the day for the Bobcats on offense, while Sam Lachance and Kevin Husher each had two hits. The third game of the series, however, was canceled on Sunday due to weather. For his efforts on Saturday, Chris Enns was named Mac Baseball's Pitcher of the Week. The award is the first of his career and the first for the Bobcats since Thomas Jenkins did it back in April of 2016. So it's a busy week upcoming for the baseball team. They play at Florida Gulf Coast in Fort Myers from Friday to Sunday before playing a two-game set at Florida Atlantic on Tuesday and Wednesday in Boca Raton. To women's tennis now. They split their two non-conference matches on Saturday, falling to Army 7-0, before beating Wagner later in the day, also a 7-0 final. Quinnipiac won all three doubles matches and all six singles matches to close out the day in the win over Wagner. Tennis is on the road again. They go to California next week. They battle Claremont Mud Scripps Colleges, San Diego State, Southern Utah, and University of California Riverside between Sunday and Friday. 
Men's tennis, meanwhile, they took down in-state rival Sacred Heart on Saturday by a final of 5-2. Patrick Cacapero and Helky Moore have now won two straight doubles matches together and three total for the spring. Alistair Magalit also won his second straight doubles match this spring. The tennis team is also on a western swing for the next week and a half. They head to California to battle Claremont Mud Scripps Colleges, University of California Irvine, Purdue, UC San Diego, and University of California Riverside between Sunday and Friday. From the tennis court to the lax field, women's lacrosse dropped a non-conference game on Friday at home to Wagner by a score of 17-5. Megan Swazlowski had two goals and an assist, former podcast guest, while five other Bobcats also recorded at least a point. The team is back in action the day this podcast drops, Wednesday, at the University of Hartford at 2 p.m. Follow that game and the team on our website, and this team is also off until March 17th after that game. From the women's to the men's side, men's lacks won a wild game at the New Jersey Institute of Technology on Saturday, beating NJIT 16-14. to Sophomore attack Jake Tomsick tied a program record with eight goals. It's a lot of goals, Dan. His eight goals on Saturday matches the Bobcats' single-game high set by Eric Anderson versus Siena on April 10th, 1999. Tomsick now has a team-best 14 goals in four games so goals, far Dan. to start the season. That is a lot of That's goals, a lot of goals. Matt. Freshman Will Abbott continued his hot start with two more scores and one assist for three points. The Bobcats are back in action in their final game of their non-conference road trip on Saturday when they travel to Wagner for a game at 12 p.m. Following that, the Bobcats return home in a week to kick off their home and max schedule, so stay tuned for that. Women's golf is back in action on Monday and Tuesday of next week as they travel to Kissimmee, Florida for the Bucknell Spring Break Classic, so best of luck to that team. Absolutely. And the last team on our rundown and the team that we're focusing on for today's episode is the Acrobatics and Tumbling team. After a week off, the team is back in action this coming Saturday as they host West Liberty at the People's United Center at 1 p.m. Following that, they hit the road on Thursday, March 14th. They head to Bristol, Tennessee to battle King College. And today, we are talking to two members of the Acro and Tumbling team. We have Paige Meyer, who is a senior back base from Patchogue, New York, and Emma Carmen, who is the junior manager. But as we, of course, as we talked about in the episode, she does way more than just write down stats and everything like that. She is in charge of every single aspect the of the girl. team's day-to-day life. And we talked to them about their histories. Both of them have histories in gymnastics and how that led to Acro and Tumbling. But we also kind of talked about the sport as a whole, how each, uh, each event is set up, how each match is set up. And it was a very interesting conversation because we want our listeners to know what this sport's about and get diverse in this sport and know the rules and the events because dan we're we're gonna hit a meet one of these days i was gonna say like they made fans out of the two of us in the roughly half an hour that we talked so uh yeah you're gonna be able to see us at the senior day match at the beginning of april so make sure you come say hi we'll bring a pen or something so we can make sure that we uh sign any autographs we have to but right yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah so we're talking to uh Paige and emma today we talked to them for about half an hour about all of that stuff of course we got off a little bit we talked about some of their favorite foods and all the stuff that we usually do so without any further ado let's talk to Paige Meyer and Emma Carmen Paige is it uh Patchogue Patchogue yep the senior back base number 50 yep is there any rhyme or reason for the numbers uh no there isn't so the um I guess you could say flyers oh are we starting just go ahead oh okay um, so the flyers, the smaller girls have, I guess, smaller numbers, you can say. And then as your positions go up, like mainly all the back bases are high 40s, 50s. Okay. But I just got lucky with 5-0. 
That's lucky. Yeah, I think so. I like it. It has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Five zero. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, the senior back base. Okay, so we're probably going to include all of that anyways. But uh, that's episode number twenty-two of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. We're doing an acro and tumbling episode for this week, and we are joined in studio in the WQAQ Radio Studio by Paige Meyer and Emma Carmen. Ladies, how we doing? Doing good. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for making time. I know you guys got practice today and a million other things going on. You got a vlog that you have to keep up with. <laughs> but, uh, thank you for thank you for coming in. We appreciate it. So, uh, you know, with this, we kind of, of course, want to get your backgrounds and how you know how acro and tumbling and, and competing at the Division One level came into the picture for you. But we also kind of want to take this time to get to know the sport exactly. Really. Explain yeah. a little bit about the sport, your experiences it uh, with it, and. Uh, some of the features in each match, or uh, each match, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, Paige, the senior back base from Patchogue, New York. Yes. So, uh, Paige, I want to start with you. Uh, your history in gymnastics, and then the, the responsibilities kind of, the... of a back base. Right. All right. Um, so I started doing gymnastics when I was like three, probably around there, um, and just loved it. I fell in love with the sport, and something with gymnastics is it wasn't. There was always something more to learn. It was, I don't know, the relationships you build, the practices were always like four and a half hours. And it's something, it teaches you dedication, time management, and all of that. So I just fell in love with the sport. Uh, did it in high school for my high school team and continued doing club. And then I came to a clinic, uh, I think I was probably in ninth grade, uh, once I figured out the acrobatics and tumbling team was here at Quinnipiac, just to try it out, just to try the sport out. I didn't know if I would be at Quinnipiac or another school, but... Right. Uh, came to the clinic and loved it. It was something different. I knew I didn't want to stick with fully gymnastics in college just because it's good for a change. You know, you're going to sure. change in college anyway. So this was a new sport. It was something I was looking forward to. So right after the clinic, I was like, this is where this is the sport that I definitely want to be in. And then I had to further look into uh, the academics. And that what's mainly led me here. But um, as far as the back base, so I'm tall, I'm 5'9", definitely was the tallest gymnast I knew at the time. <laughs> all growing up, I was taller than all my little friends. Um, but that's what <laughs> mainly made me a back base. Um, I guess the responsibilities of a back base, we're the ones to toss the little ones in the air, catch them, make sure we keep our arms up on all the pyramids. That's our coach's key, arms up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I never, never did cheerleading. So never knew really what the responsibilities of a back base was. So right, coming right. in freshman year, all through my senior year, there's always something new to learn as the position. So, so uh, what was the difference that you saw? I mean, coming from a, ba a background in gymnastics, what was the difference when you came to that clinic in ninth grade and you saw, okay, this is, this is something different? What did you see? Mm -hmm. uh, the main difference, I would say, was that it's not a spring floor. Gymnastics has vault, bars, beam, and floor, but it is spring. So... Coming here, we're just on the gym floor with nine mats rolled out, put together. Um, so without that spring, it is a little different, but it's something you have to adjust to for acrobatics and tumbling. So it's definitely a challenge, but our tumbling coach works really hard with thinking of uh, good drills to do and using different mats. Or we have a blow-up, like uh, almost trampoline. It's called a tumble track where we can practice skills using that extra bounce and then bring it over to the hard floor. So you get used to it, but it's definitely a change. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so Emma, same question for you. So you end up at, uh, you end up at Quinnipiac, but you kind of have a, a different story. So, so first of all, tell us about gymnastics when you were growing up and, and kind of how you ended up in the position you are. Yeah. So I was on the same page, um, with Paige as well that I, um, <laughs> no pun intended. Of no course. pun intended. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I started gymnastics 
six when I was about four or five. Did like mommy and me classes when I was younger. Um, but I lived in New Hampshire, so I kind of just grew up with practicing my entire life. But then um, in eighth grade, I got diagnosed with a uh, winged scapula, which is pretty much just like a shoulder blade popped out of your socket. Um, but I still kind of went through it was just another injury. You know, gym- gymnasts are pretty prone to injuries and they go through a lot. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll battle through this. And then my sophomore year of high school, Um, I was diagnosed with scoliosis and actually had to get surgery. So I have two rods and 14 screws in my back now. Um, But then, so I did JO, which is Junior Olympic Gymnastics, practice about like 20 hours a week or so, um, the entire, up till when I was like 15 or so. And then I had back surgery and I was out of everything for sports for about six months or so. And then I went back and did high school gymnastics because it's a little less um, time commitment. You know, you only practice about two or three times a week, have meets maybe once every weekend, not even as often. Um, And then it was a less competitive thing, so not as much um, wear and tear on my body. Um, And then when I came to Quinnipiac, I came here first for the journalism program, um, want to be a sports broadcaster. (laughs) So (laughs) kind of followed upon that. And then um, after my first semester here, I was just kind of bored. Um, I wasn't really didn't really know what to do with all my free time. So I reached out to the head coach, who's Marianne Powers, and she's very welcoming with open arms to pretty much anyone. Um, She's great to be in contact with. And so she emailed me back. I emailed her over winter break, and she said, of course, like, I just messaged her and said I would really like an opportunity, whether I can or can't do it, but just a a chance to try. Um, So the beginning of my sophomore year, I trained all summer going into that sophomore year, and I went to – tumble the first couple days of practice and I think the biggest difference that Paige mentioned as well was the dead floor um just like tumbling and I'm even taller than Paige I'm 5'11 6 feet or so so getting my body around and the constant um like bending of the back and everything actually was a lot harder than I imagined to be so Mary wanted to keep me involved with everything because she knew how much I loved the sport and had a big passion for it so that's when I kind of transitioned over um to like more of the manager of the team so what's your what's your current role? What do you do with the team right now? Um, so my exact title is just the manager, the team manager. But um, not only I mean I travel with them and I go to every single practice six days a week with them when we're in championship season, which is actually pretty long for us because we technically don't compete until February. But you guys we currently in championship season yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. begin championship season in October, um, which yeah. is twenty hours a week, and you, even though end of April. yeah, so it's pretty so there, much. So there goes that that free time you're exactly. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there goes that free time. But, you know, I mean, I literally love it. I go to all the practices. I film um, every skill we do. And after the practices, I'll text every single video to every single girl. Um, Certain days that they need, we'll do film. I'll put it in iMovie, put it in Adobe, slow it down for them, compare it to other teams, kind of look at our competitors. Um, And then I help Mare a lot with a lot of, like, office work stuff, whether it's planning meals, doing itineraries for all our trips. Um, And she's great. She treats me amazingly. Um, I get to go on all the trips with the girls home and away ones. So it's really just a great opportunity, and I totally feel like I'm still a part of the team like I would be even even though I don't compete. That's a a great spot to be, really. Yeah. Um, Emma is the go-to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Our team would not be the same without her. She helps us in so many ways. I actually – Emma and I met – this is a funny story. Um, (laughs) Emma and I met at 
gymnastics camp when I was in seventh grade and mm-hmm. you were in sixth grade. Oh so my I don't even god! Know the ages. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We have wait, a photo. Wait, wait. We'll have to show but you. You guys. were you were New York and she was New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, was, I, it was a I huge. It's in uh, camp. Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think it is, and it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's called International Gymnastics Camp, and it's literally right across the lake from International Sports Camp, mm-hmm. and it's like world renowned. Everyone wow. goes from okay. all. We were roommates there. And yeah. Funny enough. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. And then I know. Come on. And Emma, my freshman year, Emma was. I mean, we always like happy birthday text, whatever. But over those like five years, we kind of didn't really stay in touch. And then I guess she saw that I went to Quinnipiac and she was texting me. She's like, how do you like it? I'm coming for a tour. Like, let's catch up. And then I was like, oh, I have practice. Like, I won't be able to see you. So all of a sudden, freshman year, I look up and I see Emma at the arena, like sneaking her little head in, looking at her practice. (laughs) And I get out of practice, look at my phone. She's like, dude, I'm obsessed with your team. (laughs) I need to get involved with this. So uh, she did, and it wouldn't be the same without her. Yeah. So, so I want to ask a question to the both of you. I mean, you, you grew up um, doing gymnastics, and now you're both a part of this team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the one word that both of you kind of threw out when you were talking about your experience growing up is dedication. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, uh, I mean, you're you're with the team 20-plus hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you are also with the team that mm-hmm. amount of time, if not more. So just the, the dedication that you guys have had to had to put in growing up and, and currently in college. Talk to me about that. What's your, you know, what, what was your average week like growing up and, and why did you stay with it all that time? Um, like I was saying before, the gymnastics practices were never like a two-hour practice here. It was always, I would go to high school, high school practice until four, jump in the car, 4.30 to 9, go to high school, uh, go to club practice. <laughs> did you right. eat? Did you um, eat at all? Or? In the car. You yep. do homework in the car. Oh, my um, God. So it definitely was different. I mean, you would never go to Friday night football games. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be lucky if you could make some. Right. Um, so it was an adjustment, but... What was so special about it was that you always had a family, like, mm-hmm. grow, even here, like, coming in as a sport, like, everyone's like, oh, you have a family, but you are together so much, you're so close to each other, it's literally like 40 sisters. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the dedication is that every morning you wake up, you wake up as a team. Every practice you go to, even if we're doing suicides or whatever, you do it as a team. You do everything together, which was the change from gymnastics to acro. They do suicides for acro, yeah? Uh, mm. Yeah, we actually just started it like nice. this semester, and it's <laughs> yeah. helping us a lot. Yeah, it's good no, with the cardio. Really? Good with the cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you do. You need to be conditioned. You yeah, need to have exactly. the, so that's, yeah, that's Cardio not bad. queens yeah. this season. There you go. Um, but... One of the differences was gymnastics. I mean, you did have your team. You did have your family, so to say. You'd be together, but you competed for yourself. You complete, competed for those best scores. Where coming to Acro, it's you're doing the best you can, but for the logo on your chest. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're doing it for the Bobcats. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, it's a different feeling, definitely, than gymnastics. And that's more so of dedication is that you want to do this because you have 38 girls behind you also working their hardest yeah and I think the biggest thing too is that with gymnastics you pretty much pinned a number on your leotard and that number was your number and no one else's our numbers on our back kind of represent us as a team um whether you're on the sides or even if you're not starting like everyone still has that same jersey on same they stand on the sidelines like we've never put anyone in the stands we've never done any of that like everyone is on the side cheering each other on and even if you're during practice you're hurt or whatever and you're on the sides you're still so involved like our coach is really big with getting people involved. We have a couple girls who've been injured, but they don't just sit there. They do their rehab. They film when they can. Girls will come up to them, check in with them, make sure they're doing everything they can. And 
I think like the culture we have in our team is a huge thing, um, especially after last season when we made it to the national championship. I think it's huge. Um, everyone is really great and positive, and I think that the whole come up and our dedication of working out 28 to 38, 30 hours a week and now being here with the team and practicing, like I think cheerleaders is the biggest adjustment because they would practice about three hours a day, whereas gymnastics you'd practice about five. Um, but I mean, gymnastics has taught both Paige and I so much, um, whether it's on and off the mat. And I think it's a great growing experience and I would never change anything for it. So I have a question on when you are in within the meet, you're mm -hmm. in it, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. What is that zone like? I mean, maybe we both, you could both talk about it, but what is that zone like when you are letting gravity take you and <laughs> you're, you're tumbling or you have to catch a girl? What, what's your zone? I, I, describe that to me. Um, I think it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I personally like to bring a lot of energy and have fun because I think it helps me get out of any nerves and I think it helps my teammates as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we kind of, we always say keep it all in. You'll see a lot of other teams, a Baylor or Oregon, They'll do their round, and then they'll stand and watch us go while we're competing against them. And our team isn't about that. We try to keep it all in about us. So we'll do our round, and as the other team is performing, we'll keep it in a huddle. Even if it's last meet, I was interviewing the freshmen about, like, their favorite food. You know, okay. just to kind of keep everyone's mind right. off it. Because we practice so much, we know what to do. There's no need. There's no change in it at the meet you know what they're <laughs> yeah. gonna put out is what they're gonna put out it's n none of our business so to say so i think just keeping it all in is something that we really strive off of on game day all right yeah from my perspective um pretty much the same i like to have a lot of fun um but the biggest thing i think is that keeping the composure um on the mat is um sometimes hard because especially when you hear the crowd um if something goes wrong you hear a ooh from everyone or you hear like a so okay, even right. though we're not necessarily watching the other team compete whether it's a duo meet or a trio meet with like two or three t uh, one or two other teams um i think the hardest thing is just like having fun and we did this great exercise in the beginning um before we competed this year where our coach went around and she asked um every single person no matter what year you were she did three or four people before every practice and asked how you were on game day the freshmen necessarily didn't know how they were on game day but they explained to us how they would be at a cheer competition or at a meet um, just so that you know when you're around your other teammates so say one of our freshmen kind of is more nervous more jittery we know not to go up to them and like act all wild and have fun and right, yeah, but yeah. like so more of how we knew how we should act towards certain people on game day which I think is huge and really has helped us so far this season um, and not only helped us as like teammates and manager but like also the coaches so they are not giving off a, like they don't think the certain players are giving off a bad vibe me and Dan are going to become big fans we're gonna oh, be the, oh yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna be the ones <laughs> gasping and like oh dan did you see that yeah <laughs> well, no it's, it's the same thing it's we the same it. thing that you see in any other sport is you know you have you have those players that are oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be up at the top of the bench yeah, and i'm yeah. gonna be screaming <laughs> yeah, and i'm yeah. gonna be yeah. chirping and you have other guys that are just keeping to themselves yeah, yeah. Their head by example in. people yeah. Exactly. yeah okay exactly everyone's different for sure so um we have we have five i'm gonna cut this up but we have five minutes left in the studio so we'll, okay. we'll we can switch over to the other one yeah okay. yeah so we'll we'll just let's see i'm trying to think um Let's save. Let's save going into the events for over there. Switching, yeah. yeah I'd okay. like uh, uh, save the scoring stuff too. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Paige, I want to ask you as a uh, as a senior on this team uh, about your role as a leader. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, with the with the younger the younger members of the team, you know, how do you how do you say that you lead? Yeah, I mean, do you feel like the mom of forty sisters? Or do you feel um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been blessed with my okay. 
Emma thinks I'm gonna start crying because she's recording me. I know you guys can't see it, but that's what's going on in studio. But um, I've been blessed with um, it's six other seniors, so we have a, cla- a senior class of seven, and we're all super close. I mean, other years we've had like I don't know a lot of girls. They split up, whatever. But all of us have been so close, and definitely are growing throughout the season together. Um, I think we all have different leadership styles, whether it be loud and proud or more content, leading by example. Um, but what makes us all so special is that I think we all have play a different role in the leadership of our team. Um, personally, I do the Student Athletic Advisory Committee, so I help with a lot of like the extra events SAC. that we're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Max Sack. Max Sack. <laughs> um, so one of the leadership roles that I take on is that I help with a lot of the different events through athletics or different planning or fundraising through our team or different, I don't know, campaigns that we do. Um, But just in general, I think that our class as a whole, um, the different leadership styles is what benefits us because we're all close together. But then we have people who are super loud, people are more content. One of our girls is out with a back injury and she's been helping us so much with footage. So everyone is kind of putting their best foot forward to make this final season the best one. Um, all right. So that, so one of the big things that we wanted to do on this week's episode was kind of get a little more information out about how your average meet works and some of the events and, and what they entail. So Because you guys get good crowds, but we want sellouts. Yeah. yeah. We want yeah, sellouts. Yeah, yeah. And we want to we wanna spread the love. Like, okay, people who want to come to the come to these events, like – you got to know what you're what you're looking at exactly. coming in. So, exactly. uh, so we we have a, a very smart listener base, but we we want to keep building that. So, um, when we did our our extensive prep on the NCATA website, um, there are six events with a halftime in between. Correct. So, uh, the first one that's listed is the compulsory event. Yep. So, what's what's that about? So, the compulsory event um, has four heats, and it's compulsory acro, compulsory pyramid compulsory toss and compulsory tumbling so pretty much that just means that both teams start out of a 10.0 for every single round and they compete the exact same elements in every single heat so um they'll go out there for a compulsory acro there's eight girls on the mat um two groups of four performing the exact same things and then pyramid is seven and seven with two girls going up into um a pyramid and then toss is two people flying in the air and compulsory tumbling is eight girls on the mat performing the exact same as the team we're competing against, whether it's the, one of the other Division One teams, such as Oregon and Baylor, or whether it's a Division Three team. We compete against all divisions in the NCATA. There's no um, factor that takes them out of our schedule. Okay. okay. So though in compulsory, you're competing the exact same thing, so the best score you can possibly get is a 40. Okay. Okay. So interesting. It's a ten point oh for each event. It's a ten point oh for each event. Okay, so that makes sense. Closest to a ten oh. Yep. Possible. Yep, okay. So that's the that's the same scoring as gymnastics. That's like the same scoring. As right. 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 Four. Yep. Four ten point ohs. Forty. Yep. Okay. For compulsory. Got mm-hmm. it. Yep. Cool. Um, the next round that we go into is the acro round. So there's a five element, a six element, and a seven element heat. Uh, you can go up to, what, four people mm-hmm. in each round. And uh, depending on the difficulty of the skills that you choose to put out on the mat is um, depending on your score. So you obviously aim for a 10, but depending on the difficulty of those um, skills is how high you can get. Okay. Um, so how it works is meets are about, what, hour and a half, two hours. Yep. Um, and it's almost like a duel. So we'll go, or the um, the away team always goes first. So they'll do their compulsory 
acro heat, and then we'll go and put out our compulsory acro. Then they'll do come out. Got it. Okay. So like ba- like baseball, the top okay. and the bottom of the, the inning, the so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we go back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Um, want to go into pyramids? Yeah. So then the next one is pyramid rounds. Um. So those are an inversion, a duo, and an open. So. The biggest thing with pyramids, um, this is kind of the part where people like stack people on top of each other. Okay, yeah. Like so holding, yeah, okay. pyramid. Yeah. So it's the same thing with acro. Is that they're the highest um, score that you put out there? So obviously you want to put a the like a ten point would be the best. So for acro and pyramid, it's out of thirty points because there's only three rounds for each. Um, but obviously certain teams will have higher start values than others, just depending on if they've been around for a long time, if they have. Um, a couple stronger people, so that's all depending on the ability, and this is the part right where we would end and go into halftime. Okay. Okay. All right. We're uh, me and you, Dan. We're 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 feeling okay. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling feel, I'm well. feeling good about this yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you come back from halftime. The next one, I believe, according to my badly written list, is the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I love the fries at the arena. So good. Yes, they're back to acro. Okay, so the next one is the the toss. Yes. So then there's three toss rounds. Okay. So there's an open round, a duo, and then an. Another open. Wait, can we start that over? Yeah. 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 I don't know what that other one is. Oh, okay. It's open and doing something else. So then we go into the toss rounds, and there are three different toss rounds. So um, we'll send out a a toss group, and then we'll set our next round. It'll be a duo. So two toss groups go and do the same skill at the same time. So for example, uh, there'll be a back base, a front, and two regular bases, and then the flyer. And everything's to count. So one, two, three, we throw on four. They'll do a double twist, and then we'll catch them. And the way that we're judged is that if the bases take any extra steps, um, that's points and off. this is you. This yes. is your job. Okay. Mm-hmm. If the bases take any extra steps, if the flyers uh, twist too early or uh, bend one knee or don't have a pointed talus bone, as we like to say, um, all those little things add up to our ultimate score. So, again, the difficulty of the toss, we could start at a 10, we could start at a 9-8. Right. But sometimes... Um, through our coaches always say sometimes it's smarter to almost do the easier skill with the lower start value but perfect it instead of doing the harder one if it's going to end up hurting us. Okay, that, that makes sense. I can't wait for me and you like a talus bone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so quickly before we transition, so your your job is is you have to essentially you have to catch and not move. Yeah. That's what you're doing. So That's you throw them up and then you catch them. And yeah. You just have to hold, hold it. Have yep. to hold it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so what's the? I mean, this is going to be great podcasting. But what's the what's the stance? Is it like a one foot in front, one in back, or it I mean, depends. it all depends. depends. So sometimes like tosses, I always stand with my one foot in front of the other. But then for like pyramids, the way that you catch that, it all depends on what pyramid it is, how you're throwing it up, then you yeah. take. So everything's like a designated designated step. So compulsory pyramid, you throw them up, and me and the other person I'm catching with can take step, step, and our arms go back up, and we can't take any more steps. So everything is already sent into the judges. They know those are our two designated steps. Right. And if we take another one, that's a they'll get us. Wow. And um, going it's off the throat. Judges, big on, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God. It's big on the next round mm-hmm. too. So for judging, there's um, one head official judge and then two other judges, and one judge is for the tops, um, so the people who are in the air, and then the the other judges for the bases. Oh, okay. So they're not only deducting, um, like depending on what in their look at, but so it's like the steps, as Paige said, or the toes or the knees being bent. So 
when people look at it, they don't realize and sometimes realize that, like, oh, that was so cool. But if the form is bad, they're going to get deducted. Right. Dan, I can't. We, we, yeah. We're you guys gonna are going to be we're gonna get to, Yeah, we're going to get to a point where it's like, we could judge. Yeah. yeah. Like, we yeah. could judge. So yeah. now, are, are they is um, are they using video replays or is this just they're seeing it no. happen? Just they're oh, seeing it happen. No yeah, video replays. So nothing naked in eye? slow-mo, yeah. naked eye. What yeah. they see is what they judge on. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and yeah. then the scoring will go, so for like tumbling for our next round, we have a duo, which is two people, trio, quad, then an aerial, six element, and open. So for the last three, aerial, six element, open, it's only one person mm-hmm. um, tumbling, and it's the same thing. It's out of whatever they can do, so hopefully a 10.0. Um, but depending on, as Paige said earlier, the cleaner, the better. So people will go out there and for example, do for their duo, they'll do a round off handspring full. Say that only starts at a nine one, but if it's a clean nine one and they get a nine point oh, it's gonna look great than rather throwing something with a higher start value and getting really boomed on it. Okay. You gotta play it smart. Okay. Gotta yeah. play it smart. It's a it's a mind game. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, and you but do this. This is where the coaching comes in. Yes. Like the, well, I like and that. then everything is due twenty four hours ahead of time for a meet. So say so that we this Saturday we compete. So everything will be due Friday by one p.m. An entire SV file. So mm-hmm. each round is broken down. Who's in what round? What steps they're allowed to be taking? How many steps they take into a tumbling pass? It's all broken down by like signs. Okay, you guys weren't lying. This is a team effort. Yeah, no, everyone's yeah. got to be uh-huh. in on this. Definitely yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the way that so uh, like Emma was saying, there's a duo trio quad. So two people are tumbling at the same exact time doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then we do three and four, and everything's based off of counts. So if you come to our meet, um, you'll probably hear me. <laughs> I am the pro counter, I like to say myself. But um, So everything's to count. So we'll start one, two, three. Your arms go up on four, down on five, and then everything else, and then... Wow. Continues well, on. So. This is the one I've actually I've seen the 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 gifts of this on Twitter. Uh-huh. This happening. It's yeah. insane to watch. I mean, when you get a really good that are step by step by right. step mm-hmm. right on top of and each other. I'm going way away from the mic when I'm explaining. Page, like, yeah. What zone is that? Are you just yeah. like gravity take me? Or are you like I need to focus up and make sure my back is? It's just got to come with reps so with with whoever you're working yeah. with. Muscle memory. Muscle memory okay. 100%. Yeah. Right. And like certain numbers will emphasize. So like one of the passes we do. They do round, not that you guys know, but like round off handspring, oh, Arabian, uh, and when they have to put their hands back down, like our whole team will scream a certain, a certain number, number so then they know, know when to Oh, okay. So you'll hear a lot of numbers getting called. I can't wait. Meets, I can't wait to helps. go. Yeah. Now it I can't wait to go. When we're back from the Mac, yeah, we got to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And then the last thing we do, which is people like this. This is the most exciting event mm. for them to watch. It's called our team routine. I was just about to ask, yep. can we get the whole team in one? Yes. Okay, okay. so, this so is where after the five events, it's team routine. So it actually changed just from la- last year, changed over. It's now two minutes and 45 seconds. It used to be two minutes and 30 seconds, but they added on 15 seconds, which just adds a little bit more time for breathing and say you want to break up sequences. <laughs> Important. Yeah. Yeah. This is the suicide. So yeah. Comes yeah. Right, yeah. So you can have up to 24 girls on the mat at once. That's the amount you can have out there. Um, and it's pretty much when you put all five of the first events together all into one routine. So you have music. Um, it's a compilation of whatever kind of music you come up with. Some teams decide as a team what it is. Some of the coaches do it for teams. 
and we pretty much have a like a person who puts it all together. We did um, like a movie. So yeah, theme this like year. we have different themes. Like last year we did like a woman empowerment type theme, mm-hmm. so we picked all songs based on that. This year we kind of started out with we a. Started, okay. it's, we it started. It starts out. off and it's from um, the Greatest Showman. Great, and it's like, uh, this is the show you've been waiting for. Oh, that's elite. That's elite. So it's all. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And you go. Um. And you kind of just like perform as much as you can. Every team has a different way of doing it too. Like. We kind of group together like standing, tumbling, and then we'll do a running, tumbling, and then we'll do like a pyramid. So there's like that breathing aspect, but it all comes down to like who's so competing for what. Is this the event where you could pass opponents in scoring? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay. So this one's out of a hundred and ten points. This, <laughs> this is by it. itself. That's huge. But again, it's based off of the difficulty. So you could start at a hundred and ten. What our start value is like a one oh one oh six or so. Yeah. Um, depending on the difficulty of skill that you put in there. So I don't think any, I don't even think no. Baylor starts with a one No. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's super it's really, tricky. Yeah. Starts at a For those ten, listening so. at home, Baylor's the number one team in the country. Yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so, yeah, it all depends on the difficulty. But definitely the team routine is like the electrifying event. Yeah. Like the feeling that you get, uh, just even if you're on the side, if you're in the event, everyone is screaming their heads off. Our trainers watching these videos back are jumping up and down like it's it's just a crazy feeling. It's, it's me and you. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. truthfully <laughs> is just an electrifying feeling. Like there's nothing, there's no way to describe it. Yeah. It's like you're in a zone and you're just. It's great. And especially yeah. for our team too, we keep that same um, culture where so say because mm-hmm. the, the away team performs first. So say we have a home meet, um, the away team would perform their whole routine, and obviously we hear their music, but during that time we're in a team huddle, we're talking with each other, getting each other like hyped up, like okay. let's go, you got yeah. this, everyone's yeah. got this, like this can be your moment that the whole meet changes, this can yeah. be yeah. your win or loss, um, and then we'll go out there and perform, and then when it comes to our away meets, because we'll perform first, uh, they'll go out on the mat, and then after that we'll stand on the sidelines and watch them. So that's the only time we're really ever watching the other team is okay. if we go to an away meet. So now my question is, everything's going great for you guys. Mm-hmm. You're feeling good. What is a solid score coming into the team event? Um, I mean, it kind of, yeah, it all depends really, especially like who's our judges and mm-hmm. what um, and how what happens in the routine. Coast to coast, the judges are different. Yeah, um, coast to coast, they are different. Like East Coast, West Coast, some are harder than others. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the only school right now in New England with acrobatics and tumbling. Um, the wow. closest school to us is Gannon University, and they're in Erie, Pennsylvania. So Fun a quick fact, eight-hour okay. drive or yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, right? No but, biggie. yeah, so that's our, I would say, our closest school. Um but yeah, just the judging and especially what happens. But I'm at like a 94, 95. Is that good to a That's team event? That's pretty good. Like, yeah. Um, okay. to get, yeah, I guess so. But we've like last year, we got we would get like 101 sometimes. So okay. it's all um, it's all about the progress. I think our first meet we definitely did good, but I think we can use a lot of improvement and. We'll see that score keep amping up I, each yeah, and I, every meet. I looked at your scores. They're around 269, mm-hmm. 275. So I was wondering if, if it's out of 110 or due to difficulty 106, yeah. mm-hmm. what's a good score heading into the team event? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we would like to get around a 280, I think, yeah. at our next meet. Yeah, we'll that see. would definitely be the Okay. And, ex- and especially because our season, I mean, we don't have that many meets, as you guys probably saw on the schedule. We have about six or so, and then we go into the national championship. Mm-hmm. Um and that would be the top eight teams from around the entire country. But I think the biggest thing that our coaches are looking for are improvement every meet, whether yeah. it's an improvement in the scores and the rounds 
or us physically going out there and hitting everything. I think that's the biggest thing they're looking for, not necessarily scores. Like, I mean, like, scores are great and all, but that's not what we're focused on. We're focused on doing better every single meet. So when by the time the national championship comes, yeah, we're hoorah, we're yeah. going to hit this yeah. all, let's go. So that's actually, that, that leads into my last question. So what have you seen from the squad in 2019? Have you seen that improvement from day one until where we are now? Right. Um, the thing is, is no one wants to peak at the beginning of the season. You definitely, I think we started great, but I think we can only improve from here. Um, I think with our team right now, it's staying healthy is the biggest thing. Um, and then continuing our work ethic, because I do think in the weight room, on the mat, we are starting to put things together. I think with this mindset of getting the team routine locked up is going to help us going into the national uh, championship for sure. But I think just continuing to keep working hard staying healthy is definitely our biggest thing and just cleaning up what we have already of course for the rest of the season at like least that. that's what i think what do you think um yeah i would say the same thing i mean obviously we've only had two meets we have yeah. one this weekend um saturday home and then we have next uh spring break we're headed to tennessee um and then we have two more after that so i think just keep improving um keep working hard as Paige said both on and off the mat and especially with academics and everything too like that's huge to our team um we're our coach is very uh like academic oriented of course so she wants us to do the best we can not on the map but also in the classroom um and then i just think that i the hype that we came in from last year um doing so well at the national championship beating azusa after losing to them in the regular season was huge mm-hmm. i think girls saw go back on our team look at that stuff like, every time i watch that video i cry yeah like, like my dad was crying my mom was crying every it was, it was the best just feeling it was me and dan we'll, we'll be crying yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was such a great moment and i think that last season our motto was it's a feeling and I think this team is going to get that feeling very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said before, we start October. It's a long season of hard, tough. That's a grind matches. just to get to matches. Exactly. Yeah. So come February, we were like, we're ready to compete. Like, we just need to start let's this go. grind. Like, let's yeah. And then now as competitions are, we're going to start going into week after week and then nationals. It, it's a quick season. It's almost eight meets, maybe six yeah. to eight meets. Yeah. It's Wise a quick guy. season, and it's a long, long practice haul. So right. I think that feeling will definitely come soon. But again, we took on. We have so many freshmen, and they're they're great. They all bring different different aspects to the team chemistry. And I think once they once it clicks for them, I think the whole team's gonna click together, and it's gonna be great. And get that for feeling the, back for the people listening. How many home meets you have left? We have two. We have March 9th against King University, and then we have April 6th, which is our senior day, against Alderson Broadus, which is absolutely great, and I think everyone should book come it. out. Book it. Me yeah, and Dan will it. be there. Better see you guys <laughs> there. And <laughs> we, we might as well do a vlog or something. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah. Or like a podcast in the arena. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to me. It's like something, like I was saying before, Acro is so different than – whether our team is made up of weightlifters, acrobatic gymnastics, trampoline tumblers, gymnasts, cheerleaders, like just a, such a different mix coming in that freshman year. It's it's a brand new sport for everyone, and that's what makes it different than every sport on campus. It's I have a weird sport. I have a weird comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like it's boxing and MMA. Gymnastics is boxing, mm-hmm. and then acrobatics and tumbling is MMA. You, you have all of these yeah. special <laughs> yeah, skills yeah, yeah. that are that are coming into one sport. Yeah, right? and that's the hardest thing I think mm-hmm. is learning this sport as a freshman in college. Like, say you look at basketball, baseball, hockey, all of those sports. You've practiced your entire life, and you're just coming to college 
to play on a bigger team, mm-hmm. maybe more known. And then you're coming here your freshman year, and your freshman year you're learning the sport. And I think that's the biggest difference as well with our team from last year to this year is last year we had six sophomores, uh, six freshmen coming in and that are now sophomores. We have 15 freshmen this year. Yeah. So I think Sounds getting like a men's that, hockey team yeah, game with 12 yeah, new guys. My God. But, yeah, so that's the thing. I think that, that I'm going to finally get that feeling thing is just taking a little longer just because we have a mm. team that's one-third freshmen. I think what is so – oh, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> um, I think what is so good about Akron tumbling and that, that fresh start is that it brings new opportunity. It brings opportunity to meet other student-athletes, to get involved on campus, to – uh, just kind of find yourself in a different way, so more so than gymnastics, mm-hmm. where this is for the team. Everything you're you're meeting new people when you come in. It is a clean start, even for families like coming to the meets. It's like, wow, this isn't a boring three hour gymnastics meet. This is a <laughs> boom boom pow. Like everything's happening so fast. It's great, uh, and that I mean, coming in as a, I mean being a senior now, just going through the past four years, the ups and downs with everything there. It's something that I will for forever be grateful for because it completely changed who i am as a person meeting all these girls every year after year absolutely okay Okay, so as a manager on this team i mean i have one more year here i'm only a junior um and i just feel like i've learned so much both from the girls um being a gymnast my entire life seeing the coach's perspective as well but i really think that this has kind of almost made me look into it as a future too like Obviously, I want to be a sports broadcaster one day. That's the dream to be. But um, I also would never mind, like, as this sport grows and evolves, to be an assistant coach maybe near somewhere I was working. I mean, I've attended the NCATA Summit last summer um, in North Carolina right by Wake Forest, and I'm headed this summer to the one in Oregon with my head coach. Um, Sure. So it's just the involvement has been great, and I've learned so much that not only has this – been great here at Quinnipiac, but maybe in my future as well, which I think is really cool to look at, too. When are nationals? April 25th to April 27th. We get there Tuesday, but we compete Thursday, um, Friday, and then Saturday. Here's the big question. Where? In Baylor, Texas. Waco, Waco, Texas. Waco. Waco. <laughs> back. We just came back from there. Yeah, we just came back from there, and we're headed back there. Say, that could Deep be in a, the heart. Off to be Magnolia a, Farms, could be Chip another, and Joanna. Could yeah. be another on the road. Could, be, <laughs> could be another on the road. Yeah. Hey. Nationals was at Baylor, I believe it was my freshman year, mm-hmm. and it was a scene. I'm excited. It, it, it's very. I, a bunch of parents always come out, so it's going to be a fight to the finish. Fight to the finish. Mm-hmm. It's time for questions. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we ask three questions. Of each of our guests, these are the personal ones. Like, you guys can talk about Acro all day, I know that. But these are the personal ones, the ones that really make you think. So the first one, and whoever whoever wants to start, you can live anywhere in the world except for Hamden, Connecticut. Where is it and why? Oh. Um, all right. I spent my summer in L.A. with the QUNLA program, and I interned at a bunch of different places, and I loved every second of it. So I would love to explore the West Coast, Best Coast one day and live there. Okay. okay. Nice. Honestly, for my future, I have to say, people call Paige and I twins, and we honestly want to live on the West Coast together. Being honest, we want to be roommates there. But if I could go anywhere, um, I've never been, but my dream is to go to Bora Bora. Like, I don't know why. In on that. I've just seen all the pictures, all the videos, people's vlogs when they go there. Like, I think it would be an unbelievable experience. Okay. (laughs) Not bad. Are, Are you okay with her going to Bora Bora for a little while before you become roommates? That's fine. I'll just have to postpone my uh, <laughs> my move. Maybe I'll go to Bora Bora with you. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, uh, next one. If you can have dinner with anyone either alive or deceased, who would it be <laughs> and why? Alive? Okay. Oh. Paige seemed like she had an answer right yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it could be. I mean, it could be a family member. It could be an athlete. Somebody within your your, your major. You know, something. If I could have dinner. Oh, I mean, the Jonas Brothers are getting back together, so I would do dinner with the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. That song is a bang. I feel like yeah. now that's the time. Such a good song. It is great so jam. Good. So I feel like now's the time to get dinner with the Joe Bros. Absolutely. You know? See what took him so long. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. To be honest, um, oh gosh, I don't know. You know what? I want to say um, David Ortiz. Uh, oh, I'm a yeah, huge a Red one. Sox guy. Yeah. Um, I just think he's a great person. Um, okay, Paige, sorry you don't like <laughs> sports like me. Um, but honestly, probably him, just because I think he's a... Uh, Obviously went through a lot. Love to hear about all the experience and everything, but also maybe add a little, you know, I just want to know about his life and everything and what he's doing now, hanging out, retired. Nice. I like that. I'm and in on that. the final one and the most important one, in yeah. my opinion. Yep. Oh, You're, yeah. You are on death row. What is your last meal, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, I got mine. Okay. I don't have All right, mine. on death row, my oh. last meal, 100%, would be um, filet mignon steak. Sure. The best uh, The best mashed cut. potatoes and green beans. Oh. And my dessert uh, would have to be probably cheesecake. Oh, Dan oh, Ball. Dan Ball is the biggest cheesecake guy oh. you'll meet. Cheesecake guy? Oh, oh my yeah. God. What's your favorite yeah. kind of cheesecake? Honestly, I kind of just like the traditional OG oh, way. And with a couple yep. strawberries on top. Same with know, Dan with Ball, man. Yeah. With a little Good strawberries stuff. on uh, you. Oh Let's my God. go. Yeah, I just need what uh, the exact thing she said. I don't even, like, the drink is good enough. Like, I'm good with that. All right, yeah. perfect. Okay. <laughs> We're yeah. for it. You I guys can myself, split a meal. You guys can I, split the meal. No, 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 no. no. This is death row. We're getting our own. Yeah. I will put myself on death row just to have that. Right, Mine's bitch. a little less uh, fancy. Get a nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hold on. Artichoke. No. Hold on. Hold on. Let her. Let her go. That's let her simple. go. We gotta let her go. I would literally go. <laughs> let her go. This is serious. Spinach artichoke dip. With a side, extra side of salsa, because you have to double dip. Like, you dip in the spinach, and then you okay. dip in the salsa. Absolutely. All right, yeah, yeah. And then I would get the lava cake, the lava meltdown cake thingy with the ice cream, the brownie, and the yeah. fudge. Yeah. Wow. Your dinner is the spinach artichoke. Yeah, that's it. That's the dinner. That's it. Okay. That's the dinner. Okay, wait. I need you. What about you? I need you to. It's just the combo. She she saved herself. Yeah. Because it could have gone down a bad road. Yeah. But she went down a great road. Like it just has a little bit of a different taste. A little memory in there. The buffalo. But then it's like the combo. It's great. The buffalo tenders too. Like on the half apps. All right. I'll play it around. I'll play around with that. Yep. I'm glad you approve now. And actually, credit to Emma Carmen asking us what our last meal yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear it. So I, I've actually discussed this with Dan. Mine mm-hmm. would be a bar food um, last meal. So I would, um, my dinner would be uh, buffalo chicken nachos from the fours. Oh. Yeah. So I. Wow. I would do. I would do that. Uh, I think my drink will have to be lemonade. Okay. And then um, my dessert would be similar to Paige, uh, a lava cake with vanilla, vanilla ice cream. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, love it. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Yep. Our team, yeah. huge Buffalo Chicken fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge Buffalo, Buffalo Chicken, chicken fans. We love it. Dan? Dana Dan, White let me hear yours. Yeah. What? Dana White, our nutritionist, not happy Ooh. with the Buffalo Love Chicken. chicken. Okay. Not, <laughs> not happy with it. Um. Oh, man. As good as as good as good the steak one goes, mm-hmm. I think um, the um, – oh, God, I'm forgetting what it is. 
the the pasta for the um, angel hair pasta from uh, Sophia's in East Windsor, Connecticut. Okay. Um, it's been a been a classic. Uh, I lived I've lived in two different towns in Connecticut, and both places we would always go there because mm-hmm. it's, okay. Uh, let's see the drink on the side. Uh, sweetened black tea lemonade from Starbucks. Oh, that's what I get too. Wow, black tea lemonade, okay. sweetened light ice. Yep, like that. Yep. And for dessert, Mm-mm. yeah, I gotta go with the cheesecake with oh, a little yeah. strawberry on yep, the top, yep, maybe yep. a little strawberry yeah. sauce drizzle on the yeah, top. Yeah. But I, again, I don't need to. Uh, and the cheesecake, like the like the Oreo cheesecake or whatever from the Cheesecake Factory, Bomb. is Bomb. so good. The oh, Reese's yeah. one is the, though. It's a lot. The Reese's one is the best. Thank it's you. the best one. You're, you're you're adding you're adding things that you don't need to add because cheesecake yep. in and of itself is, is already okay. fantastic. Yeah, why, okay. not? why not? Why not? Because I'm a traditional guy. Okay. Well, Paige and Emma, thank you so much for for taking the time and joining us today, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the season. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, guys. We'll be at a meet for sure. Absolutely. Oh, Love we the better hear you. We better hear <laughs> you. Oh, you'll hear us proud. for sure. That's, <laughs> that's never the issue. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much to Paige and Emma for joining us here on episode number 22 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com. You can get your stats, scores, rosters, any updates that you may need. Tickets, merch. We talked about that last week. Make sure you get all of your men's and women's basketball merch coming up this week. It's going to be a big weekend to support that uh, to support that Quinnipiac Athletics gear. Yeah, we need it. Wear the shirts. Buy it. Bye, bye, bye. Next up, make sure you follow all of the accounts on social media. It is at QU Athletics on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow the Acro and Tumbling team, it's a great follow. They put out all sorts of gifts and stuff so you can see what's happening in their matches as it happens. It is at QU underscore Acro Tumbling on Twitter. So Acro Tumbling is one word. They capitalize the A and the T. So again, at QU underscore Acro Tumbling if you want to follow that team next up make sure you give us a subscription on itunes we would really appreciate it leave us a review let us know how we're doing if you have any questions any changes that we can make always let us know we would really appreciate that and lastly matt mcauliffe if we can follow you if we want to follow you because of course we do where can we uh 22 episodes handle hasn't changed at m mcauliffe seven and I'm at Dan Ball, B-A-H-L. Make sure you go online to HobieBaker.com slash vote. Vote for Chase Prisky, the captain of the Quinnipiac men's ice hockey team, and the 2019 Hobie Baker fan vote. Go on, vote for him, spread the love on social media. It's the hashtag Chase the Hobie. He needs the help. Let's get him over the edge. We need him up there in that top 10 when they cut the field down. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Pema's out. Peace. theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.